Heavenly Fathers, I want to thank you for this day and for this time of prayer that we had. I pray now as you transition to the message, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts for those who are here listening, Lord, may it be pleasing in your sight, O oh God. Holy Spirit, come and speak to us and open up our hearts to hear your word. Not just to hear your word, but Lord, let it soak deep in our heart. Let it take deep root in our heart. Lord, let it come forth with the good fruit of your kingdom and of your glory, of your grace and of your mercy. Lord, may we honor you here today in all that we do. Lord, all that we do, we do it for you, as it says in Colossians 3, 23. We work not for men, but we work for the Lord with all of our heart to honor you and to give you all the glory, to give you all the honor. Lord, we, here, we are here today to approach your throne with the fear of the Lord, with reverence towards you for who you are and for what you have done for us. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We thank you. We love you. We pray all these things in your precious son. Pray all these things in your precious son. In Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. All right, so today's message, we're going to continue our series on the war. It's part three, and it's called The Boot. Can we turn to our neighbor and say The Boot? The Boot. All right, The Boot. It says specifically here in verse 15 of Ephesians 6, it says, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Verse 14, it says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So your feet is the foundation to everything that we do. Are we standing upon the rock of Christ or are we standing on sand? If we're standing on sand, sand meaning the world, our emotions, the worldly attacks, the desires of the enemy, the dreams of this world, then we will sink. But if we stand upon the rock of Christ, we will stand. And we need to wear the proper footwear. So starting with point number one, check your boots. Check your boots. In other words, check your foundation. Check your foundation. What foundation are you standing upon? Not only should you be standing upon the rock of Christ, but you need to wear the correct footwear. If we decide to go on a hike, we go bare feet. We wear our heels. No, as Christians, we must check our boots. In other words, when I say check your boots, I'm saying check your foundation. Where are you standing? What type of footwear are you wearing? In other words, check yourselves. We need to check our lives. Check my feet. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, it says, examine yourselves to see. To see what? Whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you fail the test? Examine. Test. Test what? To see if you're in the faith. To see if you're standing on Christ or you're standing on sin. So, so point letter A. Check yourself. B. Examine yourself. C. Pause yourself. 
Some of us, we are so full of what we're going on, what, what's going on around us, that we need to hit the pause button. We need to stop and pause, and we need to examine ourselves to see whether we are in the Lord, to whether we are in the faith. We need to test ourselves to see if we are in the faith. Pause. Check. Examine. If it's good, continue on. But don't continue on with a rock in your shoe. Don't continue on with a blister on your feet. Because if you keep going in that way long enough without drying your socks, without drying your feet, you will destroy your feet. If you destroy your feet, you destroy your foundation. If you destroy your foundation, we will not walk far. We will not finish this race that Christ has called us to walk in. So pause. D, stop yourself. Some of us, we need to stop what we're doing right now from the path that we're going, a dangerous path that we're walking on. And most importantly, E, die to yourself. We need to die. Die to ourselves and live for Christ. That word examine is found all throughout Scripture. Even in the Old Testament, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 40 through 41, it says, let us examine our ways and test them. And let us what? Return to the Lord. Return. Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God and heaven. So many of us, we're caught up in the programs, the system, and we forget why we're doing what we're doing. The scripture reminds us, examine our ways. Examine. Examine them and test them. And return to God. Return to God how? With pride, with stubbornness, with arrogance, no, let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven. Lift up your worship. Worship means humility. Without worship, without humility, you cannot have true worship. You cannot have worship without humility. Examine our ways. And this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. He says, I strike a blow to my body. Other translation, ESV says, I discipline my body. And make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Don't worry about striking blows to others, to the injustice that's going on around the world. But are you striking blows to your own body? Are you checking yourself? Are you pausing yourself? Are you stopping yourself? Are you dying to yourself? Is your body becoming a slave to yourself so that after you have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize? Because if you're not careful, you will find yourself disqualified. You need to check your heart. You need to check your life. You need to examine your life. You need to pause your life. Our second set of subpoints here, letter A, check your life before the Lord. B, turn your life to the Lord. C, surrender your life to the Lord. D, give your life to the Lord. E, live your life for the Lord. Again, ending with this, again, 2 Corinthians 13. 
Let's all read together. Ready? One, two, three. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Amen and amen. Check your life. Turn your life. Surrender your life. Give your life. Live your life for the Lord. Check your boots. Check. Check the inside. Make sure the laces are good. Make sure the laces aren't getting loose. It's getting ripped. Check the heels. Check your boots. When I say check your boots, it means what? Check the foundation. Check the foundation of your shoe, of your faith. Your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Point number two, put on your boots. Put on your boots. Your boots are meant to be worn, not hung, not kept somewhere. But as Christians, we are meant to wear our footwear. In other words, the gospel footwear. If you do not wear your boots or wear the boots properly, your feet are not protected. In fact, they're exposed. If you do not put on your boots, you will not stand strong, the scripture tells us. You will not be able to fight strong in the way that he wants us to fight. Our feet fitted with the readiness. Are you ready? Imagine you put on your boots and there are no laces. What's going to happen? You have the proper footwear, but it's going to come undone and will come off. And you will end up stepping on something. A snake will come and bite you. Something will occur. And you will not be effective in your warfare, in your fight against Satan. You have to put on your boots. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. It says, now, Paul says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and that to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 other brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living. Though some have fallen asleep, then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. This is Paul talking about himself. He calls himself abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle. Because I persecuted the church of God. Paul approaches the gospel with humility. He doesn't approach the gospel. He doesn't approach his calling. Saying that I am the greatest among all the apostles. All those 12, they're losers. I am the best. But he says, I am the least of the apostles. Again, humility. Humility, humility, humility. But he doesn't just leave it there. Down and about, lost in his emotion, with his feelings. 
He says in verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I work harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you believed. What does it say in verse 1? Taken your stand. Take your stand. That means put on your boots. If you put on your boots, you are making a stand that you're ready to fight. Because when we put on our spiritual boots, the scripture tells us that we spiritually receive. What do we receive? Letter A. Protection in Christ. B, courage in Christ. C, strength in Christ. D, peace in Christ. E, roots in Christ. F, focus in Christ. G, gospel in Christ. And lastly, H, hope in Christ. And I want you to look at every sub-point here carefully. If you put on your boots, you're able to take your stand. And when we put on our spiritual boots, we spiritually receive these promises from A to H right now from what we see. Then how is it that when we come up here on stage, how is it that when we come and we're driving on our way to church, how is it that we allow the enemy to overtake us and to consume us, to allow his lies and his deception to cover our eyes from seeing the truth? Are we truly protected in Christ? When we're here, when we're distracted, when we allow the enemy and his whispers and his lies to become greater than the truth of God, is that true courage in Christ? No, it's not. Because we're allowing the devil to win. We say it, yes, with our words, but deep inside in our heart, in the root of who we are, Christ is not the center. That is why we do not have protection, courage, strength, peace. Our roots are somewhere else because we're rooted in something else. It's not in the gospel. It's not in the Lord. Our focus is not in Christ. It's out in the world. Therefore, we do not have the gospel of Christ. And we don't have the hope, the expectation of the hope that we have in Christ. So what I call these Jews I call these the gospel boots. When I say the gospel boots, it's the good news boots. It's my foundation. If you just take a look and read stories of these martyrs throughout history, Christians who face tremendous horrors of martyrdom, who died for their faith, how did they do it? How were they able to find the courage to die, to die for the Lord, to die for their faith? Because they had their boots on. They had their spiritual boots on. And because they had their gospel boots on, they were able to take a stand. We are able to take our stand by putting on our boots in Christ. And we need to wear our boots. It's the most important thing. Imagine a superhero without shoes. He has all the outfit, the helmet, the shield, the sword, everything, but he has no shoes. 
we need to put on our boots because that is our foundation. And lastly, point number three, and I'm almost finished. Strap your boots. Strap it. This, my friends, is the finisher. It is the most important. You could wear it, you could choose to wear your boots, but without the strings, if there were no laces to strap, the shoes are useless. I don't understand, I guess people like to do this, but when they wear their sneakers and their shoes and they don't tie the laces, to me that drives me kind of crazy. I don't understand it because imagine something happens and you need to run or I don't know, anything. It's like, oh, and then your shoes come off and you gotta go reach for it or I don't know. It's, I don't know why we can't tie our laces. We need to tie the laces, we need to strap our boots. We can go through everything, powder our feet, make sure there's no moisture in our feet. We can wear the right socks, get new socks, brush our boots, clean our boots, check our boots, and we could put on our boots. But if you don't do the final thing where we lace our boots and we strap them on, it's all for nothing. Check, so far so good, great job. But if there are no laces, if we don't tie them, then what's the point? And this is where Christians end a lot of their faith. They forget to lace their boots. They have the right intention. They want to finish well. They think they're on the right path. They put their shoes on and they forget to lace their boots. They forget to strap and to tie their boots. They put it on, but when the day of evil comes, they're not ready. And it has come. When you're in the fight, your shoes somehow come off. Why? The question is why? Because we have not finished putting on our shoes properly. And Jesus gives a clear picture, a perfect example of what it means to not finish the race. Luke chapter 8, verse 1 through 15. And I want to close with this, actually. Starting with verse 1, the heading and the title says, The Parable of the Sower. It says, After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town. He told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others I speak in parables, so that those seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand, 
This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy. When they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. I'll say it again. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures. And they do not mature. I believe verse 14 speaks very perfectly and closely to the season that we're in as a church. But I pray that we would take that one more step with our boots and finish it with verse 15. Amen? Amen. Let's read together. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Let's read together. Ready? Allah. Ready? One, two, three. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Letter A, B, C, D, and E, ending with this. Strap those laces. Tie in those laces. Tie those laces. D, double tie those laces. Check those laces constantly, constantly, constantly. Examine yourselves and test yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Amen. Don't be too proud thinking that you will overcome in your own strength. That you will never become like anyone else, like Judas or anyone else, those who have fallen away. When we are at our highest, be careful. Because that's when the devil will come and attack us even more severely. So for our church, I want to encourage you. Please do not remain in verse 14. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. And as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and never maturing. The question is, as deep roots and as Christians, will we mature? And how do we mature? Good soil, meaning good foundation. Put on your boots. Have a noble and a good heart, meaning humility. Humility before the Lord. Hear the word. Know that I am a sinner just like anyone else. Retain it. Persevere. If you persevere in the truth, you'll produce a crop of victory. Amen. And amen. Just because you've been a Christian for all these years, don't be tricked. 
because anyone can fall in any moment. When you're at your highest as King David, that's when the devil will come. Check yourself before our lives get ruined and wrecked. Check our hearts when we come together now and really surrender ourselves to the Lord. And this message applies to the praise team. You know, we've been in this season where we've been trying our best, but because of the thorns, we've been getting choked up and there's no, no crop, no fruit. All the good fruit is gone because it's being stolen away. But we need to cover each other's back. Every single one of us, we need to wear our boots, lace our boots, tie in our boots, double tie them, check them, check it constantly. Examine yourselves, check yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Amen and amen. And with that, the last song of this set is very fitting for us because the song says, I will walk this path to follow. We walk with what? We walk with the gospel shoes. We walk with the gospel boots. I will walk this path to follow him until my Jesus returns. This narrow gate, this narrow road, I will carry up my cross. In the end, I'll see him face to face when I finish my race. You finish your race by finishing, by walking, by putting on the gospel boots. He'll greet me in his arms to welcome me in his glory. And with that, can we just come together and sing? Let's sing together. Oh, dear. 
says examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith test yourselves do not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless of course you fail the test and with our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace Lord we put on the gospel shoes we put on the boots not only do we put it on but we stand upon the righteousness of Christ and Lord we strap on our shoes, we tie our shoes, and as we lace and tie our shoes, we double tie it, and we will check them constantly whether we are walking in the faith. Holy Spirit, come and strengthen us, come and guide our hearts. We thank you, we love you, we give you all the glory and all the honor. We pray all these things Amen. in your precious Son, just Christ, let me pray, and God's people pray. Amen. And amen. And let's close our service with the path of life in Jesus. back to our seat and let's close the service with the benediction okay let us pray together may the lord bless you and keep you and may the lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you and may the lord turn his face towards you and give you peace 
And now may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip us now with the armor of God, feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel, from the good news. May it continue to work within us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And as God's people we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. I love you. I will see you all in the back.